Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we were created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And you know how we say at FCBC, we live we love, and we serve. Well, beloved, this morning, I will not be long uh, before you today, but I do want to lift up a passage. And and this scripture today is really just a guide for what I hope will be an empowering conversation for, for us. We know that these 19 months have been a true test of our resilience our fortitude, our strength, our power, and our mental and physical capacity. I want to speak to some things that I think speak to this moment that we find ourselves still in and still facing and still faithing forward in. And so the scripture I read this morning is kind of going to serve just as a guide to this conversation. Just a few things I want to lift up and impart uh, upon you this morning. So, Turn with me to the gospel according to Matthew, Matthew 17, verses 1 through 4, actually just a portion of verse 4. Matthew 17, uh, verses 1 through 4. And I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version, and here's how it reads. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he, being Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. It is good for us to be here. Come on, beloved, let's, let's pray. God, we thank you and we honor you on this beautiful and glorious day, a day, O oh God, that you have gifted us with and remind us, O oh God, of how precious love and life and laughter truly are, O oh God. Thank you, God, for these reminders daily of the beauty and joy of living this life. Now, O God, in this time that has been allocated for us to share, we pray, O God, that the words that are declared on today will be in unison, O God, with your movements, transformative, healing, encouraging, empowering. Thank you, God, for this privilege. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this high honor to be in the number one more time. We love you, Lord. And it's in your name we pray. We say, Amen. Amen, beloved. Let me read that passage one more time. 
Matthew 17, verses 1 through 4. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. It is good for us to be here. I want to have a brief conversation talk this morning from the subject, mountains and valleys. Mountains and valleys. This scene in Matthew 17 is one of those pinnacle moments in the life, not only of Jesus, but for three disciples in particular. The disciples who are referred to as Jesus's inner circle, Peter, James, and John. The scripture says that Jesus goes up to a mountain, an unnamed mountain, and he takes those three disciples with him. And there, something amazing takes place on the mountain peak, the high place of the mountain. Right before them, Jesus was transfigured. His face became filled with light like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling. And then right at that moment appeared before those three disciples, Elijah, long gone into the annals of Israel's history. Elijah and Moses, the liberator, one of the the figures who plays a central role in the history of Israel. And there is Moses and Elijah in conversation with Jesus. And Peter, James, and John got to view and see this. When they witnessed what was transpiring in front of them, it was Peter who said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. And then he tells Jesus something. It's there in the text. If you wish, I will make three dwellings, tabernacles here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. It is the epitome of what we would call a mountaintop moment, a mountaintop experience. Peter, James, and John are having this experience with Jesus, and what could be viewed as something not only beautiful, but beautifully mesmerizing takes place on the mountaintop. Now, what you don't get is that Matthew 17 to me, when you look from verses 1, not just 1 through 4, but when you look through verses 21, 1 through 21, it to me is a beautiful picture of life. In first few verses, verses 1 through 13, there's this majestic story capturing the full totality of the transfigurating moment of Jesus. It is known as the Mount of Transfiguration. But then beginning in verse 14, something else intrudes in this scene. There's a man down below in the valley area with his sons who is possessed by demons. And if you read the scripture, when you get a chance from verse 19, you'll see that the father of the son feels helpless. And Jesus and Peter, James, and John leave the mountain and get back down to the valley area. And when they get there, the man who in desperation brought his son to the disciples, 
he says to them, Jesus in a word, I brought my son to your disciples for them to heal and they could do nothing. And then Jesus begins in that scene. I love it. Where he begins to say to them and all around that they are this faithless generation. Where is your faith? And that's not the focus this morning. But what I want to draw attention to is this capturing what I believe is life. On one moment, mountaintop experiences. The next moment, a valley reality. That here they were having this transfiguring moment on the mountain. And while they were there, and Peter says those operative words, Lord, it is good that we are here. This is a good place to be. This experience is good. Let's build tabernacles as memorials to this transformative experience. It was Peter, James, and John's mountaintop moment. And while they're experiencing that great high, there's a man in the valley who's experiencing a deep low, desperate, helpless, and unable to bring healing and resolve and repass to his son. What a beautiful image of mountain and valley. It's amazing how in so many of our narratives, scriptural or otherwise, we categorize those peak moments of our lives as mountaintop experiences. And then we categorize those low moments of our lives as valley experiences. It is as if we have a way of languishing, giving language, rather, to those experiences. When things are good, mountaintop. When things are challenging and often a struggle, valley. I mean, it makes sense because you get this imagery even in the scriptures. David's famous Psalm 23, those pivotal and transcendent words, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Moses has his transformative encounter with God, not in the valley, but on the mountaintop, Mount Sinai, where he encounters God, and God then utters those pivotal words for Moses, take off your sandals because where you're standing is holy ground. Mountaintop moments, valley realities. We all have experienced them. And all of us in some way can find ourselves echoing those words of Peter. When you've had that mountaintop moment, I'm sure at some point in the midst of the mountaintop experience, that peak moment in your life where all seems amazing and wonderful and transcendent and dreams are fulfilled and aspirations come to pass and fruition. Those words of Peter can apply to all of us. It is good for us to be here. Those are the mountaintop moments. But rarely have we heard those words attached to our valley experiences. If many of us are honest watching this morning, when we encounter those valleys, those shadowy valleys, those difficult valleys, those challenging valleys, those arduous valleys, we often are looking for ways to come out. I don't recall in Scripture otherwise anybody necessarily saying those mountaintop words, it's good to be here. Again, no one wants those dark, pivotal moments, those bruising and battering moments, those, those moments that put us face to face with chaos and calamity. We don't say things like it's good to be here. But everybody wants the mountain. And so in that moment, we have a way of drawing this dichotomy between the mountaintop moments of our lives, the valley moments of our lives. And again, when we have those mountaintop moments, it's good for us to be here. But then in those valley moments, we say things like, God, help me get out. 
because no one wants to stay in the valleys. But I want to submit to you this morning that maybe we need to take our critique, our judgment off of these experiences. Maybe we don't say mountains are good, mountaintop experiences and valleys are trying and challenging. Maybe the best way to approach this is to say that mountains and valleys, what we call good and bad, highs and lows, are just life. I've said it before in other sermons and other spaces and places, that life is what this is. It is we who put labels on life. We who make judgment statements about life. We who critique life. And we say things again, like those mountaintop moments. Oh, it's good for us to be here. And the valleys of the shadow of death that we may experience in our lives, we are looking for ways out. We wonder how long will we be here? Mountaintops, we don't want to end. Valleys, we wonder how long will we remain here? And I know that all of us who are watching even today have had both of these experiences, those amazing highs and those painful lows. And and again, we don't desire to remain in the lows, but we don't mind tarrying on the mountain. The truth is we don't need to critique those moments or judge those moments because those moments part of life. And mountain and valley are beautiful when you look at them. I know you may be saying, how is that, Pastor? A few weeks ago, I was flying into California in Los Angeles, and and, and I'm always one of those persons who likes to sit on the Isle of Plains. Um, I do that because, you know, if I have to go to the bathroom, I don't want to have to tap on two people, a person to get past. I like some of the eyes. But, but every now and again, every now and again, when I have an empty seat at the window, I don't mind going over there and looking as we begin to descend into whatever city or state I'm flying into. When you fly into California, Los Angeles, something is amazing. You see the undulations of the earth in California. You see the mountains and you see the valleys. You see the mountains and you see the valleys. But here's the thing. Together, the mountains and the valley are beautiful when you look at them together. They're beautiful. They they form the contours and the nuances of the landscape we see. But when you look together, they fame for beautiful moments. How many pictures I've seen people post of those kinds of descensions down onto, from planes down to airports, and they take pictures of how beautiful the mountains look and even the rivers look and the valleys look. How together they make for a beautiful, beautiful frame picture. Mountains and valleys together. I read something a while ago. I don't remember where it came from, but it said this, be humble at the mountaintops and be strong in the valleys and be faithful in between. Think about that. Be humble at the mountaintops, be strong in the valleys and be faithful in between. That's the charge. Life is filled with mountains and valleys. But when you put them together, they form a beautiful construct of life. 
And I know we don't usually use the language of beauty when it's attached to valleys, but, but we can surely use the language of beauty when we attach it to life. All I'm really saying this morning, beloved, is that life is this beautiful mosaic of mountains and valleys, highs and lows. That's what makes life, life. That's what makes the journey something to learn and lean into and learn from. That is life. Winston Churchill once said something. He said, valleys, or rather mountain top experiences inspire us or inspire leaders, but the valleys mature us. Mountaintop inspires, but the valley matures. And we don't have to separate those experiences. Look at what life can be. Life can be a, a journey of inspiration and maturation, inspiration and growth, mountaintop beauty and valley beauty. Why? Because together they have a way of shaping us and, and, and giving the subtle nuances to our personality and our character. They, they, they guide us in ways. And I've said on many times that there's some things uh, I've learned in the valley that the mountain could not teach me, but it does not mean the mountain has not taught me. There are different lessons learned, but those different lessons learned and those different experiences all contribute to what? Your life, your journey, your experiences. That's what life really is. These moments of moving through experiences, and I know sometimes those valley moments are difficult, but those are the maturing moments. Those are the pruning moments. Those are the shaping moments. Those are the shifting moments. But guess what? The mountains are the same thing. Those are the moments where we are inspired and pushed. And I want those experiences. It's amazing. I was looking the other day, reading about mountains, strangely, and this scripture came to me, but, but, but how mountains are formed by the crashing of plate tectonics or tectonic plates. They, the crashing and the crashing, there's like this, this, this uh, birthing, that's not the perfect language, the best language, but there's out of the crashing of the plates, you have these structures that rise, mountains. And then valleys sometimes are, and I love how one writer said this when I read years ago. He said that, that valleys are a beautiful construction of a conspiracy between water, gravity, and ice. You have valleys being constructed by this beautiful conspiracy, he said, of water and, and, and gravity, and even in some spaces, ice. You get this conspiracy shaped by gravity called a valley, and then this crashing that creates mountains. Crashing and conspiracy are all parts of life, not conspiracy theories, but I love the language that somehow these events around our life come together to form us. They conspire to shape us. They conspire to build us. They conspire to grow us. And then there's these crashing moments that out of the crashing and sometimes the chaos, something beautiful emerges out of those experiences. And that's what we call those mountaintop moments. But guess what? Well, this mountaintop, Valley, crashing, or the slow erosion by gravity and water. Those experiences combine to make life, and life is that beauty out of chaos, growth out of the gravitational pull of life. Something beautiful comes out of all of it, maturation and inspiration, growth and fine-tuning, beauty, and sometimes clarity. It all comes as part of the journey of life. 
And so how do you look at life? How do you face these moments knowing you live? Why? Because life is not to be critiqued. It's to be lived. Life is not to be judged. It's to be experienced. And life is about living and experiencing all that you encounter on this amazing journey. Yes, sometimes up and sometimes down and sometimes on the mountain and sometimes in the valley and sometimes in the chaos and sometimes in the beauty and sometimes in the glory and sometimes in the gore and sometimes in the pain and sometimes in the power. But it all combines for life. When I look back over my life and I think of those moments that shaped me and built me and constructed me, they were not just one moment after one moment. It was a beautiful mosaic of these experiences that helped me be who I am and become who I needed to be, the mountain and the valley, the pain and the power, the strain, the stress, and the glory of it all. Maybe we ought to face this differently. Not where we sit there and stand in awe and celebrate the mountains or time stand in fear and seek to avoid the valleys. Maybe life is a beautiful combination of mountains and valleys. Because here's what I also realize. No one jumps from mountain peak to mountain peak. And no one moves from valley to valley. From one mountain to the next, you must go through the valley. From one valley to the next, you must go up the mountain. And that's what life is. It is that beautiful combination of mountains and valleys. Mountains and valleys. Mountains and valleys. And if life is going to be a combination of mountains and valleys, the question is, can you be faithful in between? Come on, beloved. Let's pray. God, thank you this morning for this life reminder. Thank you, God, for reminding us that Life is not to be critiqued, but lived. That life is not to be judged, but experienced. Thank you, God, for pushing us to live life and experience life. And it's all part of this glorious journey of life. God, we thank you. Because God, all of us have had mountaintops and valleys. But those experiences have combined to inspire and mature us together. Thank you, God. Because as we go through the valleys, we have to always know that we're on our way to the mountain. As we stand on the mountain, we have to know that we're on our way down to the valley. Because life is a beautiful combination of mountains and valleys. God, thank you for that today. Thank you for these words, O oh God. Thank you for this time, O oh God, and thank you for the grace that enables us to move through life with that same grace, the same patience, the same power, and the same love that you bestow upon us. We love you, Lord. We honor you, God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 
Amen, beloved. Listen, live life and experience life. And most of all, enjoy this journey. Because everything that we learn along the way, the experiences we have along the way, are not only there to inspire and mature, but also for us to gain wisdom along the way. Celebrate those mountains. Honor those valleys. Because just imagine what your life is like when your life is shaped by celebration and honor, inspiration, and maturation. Enjoy your mountains. Enjoy your valleys. Because together, they push you to enjoy life. Until we meet next time, beloved, much love, peace, and many blessings. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.